The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The shepherds went in haste to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known the message that had been told them about this child. All who heard it were amazed by what had been told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things reflecting on them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. When eight days were completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus, and the name given him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The Gospel of the Lord. You know, when you consider the reality of human conception and human birth, there is really something extraordinarily wonderful about it. It seems so simple, doesn't it? It's so natural to us. And yet, it's really quite extraordinary. And it was in the mind of God from all eternity that that's how we should come into the world. We don't drop down from heaven. We don't grow out of the ground. We come into the world in a very different way. In a very, again, very beautiful way. The reality of parenthood, in this case, motherhood. What an extraordinary part of the human condition that is. And what a radically unique relationship that is, motherhood. Especially today, and this mother. You know, when you consider the Blessed Mother, I think very often people remain distant from her because of her perfection. We're almost a little afraid of it. How do I relate to someone who is perfect? I remember once on a talk show on television, someone was saying, it was, they were talking about feminism. The Catholic Church gave women this possible example of a woman who was conceived without original sin, had a virgin birth through the Holy Spirit, was perfect all of her life, and whose child was the Son of God. And that's what they expect women to look up to. And the host said, tough. If that's what God gave us, that's what God gave us. If that's what's supposed to, to be womanhood, then she is. If that's motherhood, then she is. And if that's discipleship, and she's the perfect disciple too, then that's what we are called to be. Besides, I don't want to follow somebody who's imperfect. I'm willing to follow the saints because they were often imperfect, but they were always striving for greater perfection and were moving towards it. And she, above all, is the person I want to follow and want for my mother, is that mother who is unique to us all. There's something is, that is unique about motherhood. I don't understand how people cannot understand the role of the Blessed Mother in their lives. They can understand the role of their own mothers as being central and pivotal to their existence. 
but they can understand the role of that mother. When Miss St. Paul said in Galatians, born of a woman, not just of a, a woman, but once again, as we said in Advent, the woman, the woman of all women who was chosen to be the mother of us all. Imagine not having a relationship to her. Imagine not having something that would bring us deeply into her orbit uh, on a constant basis, wanting to get to know her. If, again, if she's the perfect disciple, we want to get to know her. And she was. So we have to reflect on her and on her life and on what she did. Uh, as the Gospel tells us, Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. People don't reflect very much today, unless they're forced to, for better or for worse. But we don't reflect on events. We simply respond to them. We react. We don't reflect on them. Do we reflect on what happens in our daily life from moment to moment? That God is working in the midst of this. And she knew that. Above all other people, she knew it. She had all these things that were happening to her in her life. And she didn't just move through them. She reflected on them day by day. In other words, before she was the great disciple, she was the great contemplative. Or actually, she was at the same time, actually, in her case. But she really was always pondering these things. Even before our Lord was born, she had to contemplate what was really happening here. It was because of her prayer that she became the great disciple. She teaches us that first, too, by the way. And when, when we pray to her, people will often say, well, we give her much too much emphasis. No, we don't. We say, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. Isn't that the Lord? Isn't that Jesus Christ? Yes, it is. Well, why do you call her that? And we might say that she was our salvation, but she isn't. That's Jesus Christ. Yes, it is. It's Jesus Christ. But it was, for instance, in many ways, our own mothers who became our life, our sweetness, and our hope because they led us to him. And they became our, we can say my mother was my salvation because she led me to the Lord. We can say the same thing about the Blessed Mother in an even greater way, that she, above all people, leads us to our life, our sweetness, and our hope. She is that because she leads us to him. And she is then uh, our salvation because she leads us to salvation. Uh, That is Jesus Christ. So she is essential in our life, an essential part of getting to know Jesus Christ. We will never get to know him as we ought without her playing that role in our being. Uh, as I said, we, d- we should defend her also. Remember what the Pope said? The Pope tends to say things by way of exaggeration, I think, sometimes. But he said that um, if someone insults your mother, you're liable to punch them. Well, we don't want our mother insulted uh, because of what she is and because of that perfection that she brings to us that we have to have. Uh, again, we need to get to know her as someone who comes to us sinners. You shouldn't be afraid of someone perfect coming to us. Who else would we want anyway? She comes to us sinners to drag us out of our sinfulness to him, to, to encourage us, to pray for us out of our sinfulness, to go to the Lord. Uh, that's how we become transformed. That's where our conversion really begins in a radical way to take place, through her and because of what she's done and because of who she is. So we shouldn't be afraid of her. No one knows us as she knows us, of course, God alone knows us perfectly. But she knows us better than our mothers do. She knows us straight through. She knows us better than we know ourselves. She knows what we need. She knows what we want. But she wants us to come to her, to relate to her. Again, she is the perfect disciple. She will teach us what it means to come to him. That's why we like the lives of the saints, or should. We don't really pay much attention to those anymore. We should. They teach us how to be disciples. And if they do, she above all does. Teaches us what discipleship means. And 
that power in our life is something that is, as I said, essential to being a good follower. I remember, um, many of us do, uh, Bishop Sheen, whenever he spoke of the Blessed Mother, always quoted that one poem that many of us remember. When, I, think, I don't think he ever spoke of the Blessed Mother without quoting that poem, Lovely Lady Dressed in Blue. You know? um, it's a beautiful poem. There's nothing profound about it. It's really very simple. It's really a child's poem. Uh, I think that's what's so beautiful about it. I think that's why we adults find it so beautiful. When C.S. Lewis wrote the Chronicles of Narnia, I think he dedicated the first one to his goddaughter. And he said, you will enjoy reading these while you're young. When you get older, you won't want to read them anymore. But when you become an adult, you'll start reading them again because you really find them quite beautiful as an adult. You realize what you missed as a child. Well, sometimes that's true with poetry, too. I'm not going to quote the whole poem. Bishop Sheen always did it with some passion and drama. Uh, but it was, I, I think, he always quoted it so that you knew that he really loved the Blessed Mother. But the, the first stanza was, Lovely lady dressed in blue, teach me how to pray. God was just your little boy, tell me what to say. That's a, that's a profound thought. God was just your little boy. Think about that. Ponder that in your heart. God was just your little boy. What an incredible relationship. Te teach me what to say. Uh, but of course for us too, she isn't just the mother of God, which we celebrate today. She's the mother of the church, necessarily. And of course necessarily too, the mother of the Eucharist. She's the mother of Jesus Christ. She's the mother of his Eucharistic body and blood as well. So we, we have a relationship to her in the Eucharist uh, as well as simply uh, that of mother uh, and new Eve united to the Lord. So he could then finish in the last stanza, which was, Lovely lady dressed in blue, teach me how to pray. God was just your little boy, and you know the way. And she does. And she wants to show that way to us. <laughs>